Today on We Hear, Scott Disick has checked out of rehab and now has plans to sue the facility. The media world is in shock after NBC exec Noah Oppenheim got passed over for the top job at NBC News. And of course, Elon Musk and Grimes' newborn son has an indecipherable name. Coming up next on We Hear. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore. Welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Whizzle hizzle in the house. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, Maggie. I just... <laughs> for some reason, I just did start. Maybe we here. I just oh, I was so excited for the like... podcast today, but I guess it didn't have its desired effect. Whizzle hizzle, a page six pizzle. <laughs> yes, there you go. I needed you on you that have to one. Say whizzle, the full name. <laughs> whizzle hizzle in the page six pizzle. Look for so, that in the look for that in the merch section of we here at page six podcast dot org. <laughs> hey Maggie, happy Cinco de Mayo. Gracias. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Cinco de Mayo. We're in quarantine. It looks a lot different this year. Not that I really do anything for Cinco de Mayo, but um, I will say on Saturday, you know, I took a lovely walk and I had some food from La Esquina down on Kenmar oh, Street. God, I'm so jealous. <laughs> and I ate some chips and guac and a fish taco and sat in a park and ogled everyone's um, quarantine body. You a did? People, a lot of people showed off those quarantine shapes, if you will. Wow. The weather was nice. People were shirtless. People were trying to work out. Uh, I'm sure it made myself and my friend both very insecure to see everyone else being incredibly jacked in a time that we were just comparing how pale we were. So that's what people are doing during the coronavirus pandemic in They're Manhattan. working out. They're working out. Yeah, I've just been, um, you know, I was thinking today, while everyone else is getting ripped, I'm looking more and more like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. <laughs> Literally come the holidays, I may be getting the gig of Chris Kringle himself. Wait, Maggie, I'm so jealous this sounds like I have to say, all things considered, like what an ideal Saturday afternoon, La Esquina and tacos and ogling, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. God, I miss La Esquina. And now, particularly since it's Cinco de Mayo. Well, I, I will say there was a line. I mean, plenty of people were there. My new thing is that I'm going on these very long walks on beautiful days. So I walked across the Manhattan Bridge downtown picked up some tacos strolled met a friend from a safe distance this is amazing you know by the way genji kohan creator of will and grace right i think the co-creator of will and grace weeds and orange the weeds black. right exactly i had read that she has sold i think to netflix i'm not sure what network it was or streaming service but she has sold a coronavirus pandemic anthology series and I feel like you just described an episode. Well, like so last... if Genji Cohan is listening, they might want to option this 
episode of We Hear a Page Six podcast. <laughs> Actually, you know who's having a not a very good Cinco de Mayo, Maggie? Scott Disick. He's left rehab. He was going to spend Cinco de Mayo in rehab. But uh, I mean, when you put it like that, it sounds like quite the sell. Then go to my own rehab. That was my um, what my failed folk album. Um, to my own rehab. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Scott Disick. So apparently he had he had checked into rehab in April, um, but he's had a premature exit from the facility. Because I guess a photo leaked of him that said he was there and there was a report which his lawyer is now denying that he was in rehab for cocaine and alcohol abuse and the lawyer saying he was not there for substance or alcohol abuse and that he's like left the facility in Colorado and now he's going to sue it? Sue the place? Yeah, Marty Singer, who is Scott Disick's attorney, told Page Six on Monday evening that Scott actually went to rehab uh, in hopes of coming to terms and dealing with the pain that he's silently been suffering for many years, because you might remember his mother and his father both died a few years ago, just months apart from each other. So basically Scott checked himself into rehab to work on his quote past traumas. Yeah. And it's been reported in the past that he has dealt with some, you know, uh, alcohol issues. There have been various reports, but Marty Singer is denying that's why he was in rehab. Um, you know, for those who don't know, Marty Singer is like the pre, he is Hollywood's preeminent sort of pit bull attorney who usually deals with cases involving the media, right? So it's like any journalist who's ever written about a celebrity and written a story involving a celebrity doing anything illegal has definitely gotten a letter from um, from Marty Singer. And, you know, he has a lot of like power clients, including Sylvester Stallone and a lot of other people. So, um, yeah, Marty Singer is now he's saying that this photo um, that emerged of Scott Disick at this rehab facility in Colorado, um, they suspect that it could have been leaked by a, a staffer rather than another patient at the facility. Mm. And I guess, according to Marty Singer, if this photo was leaked by a staffer, that would be in violation of HIPAA laws, you know, sort of privacy laws, and um, and that they'll sue the place. But of course, they haven't filed anything. They've just threatened to sue. It's kind of unclear where Disick is now. So after Scott left the All Points Lodge in Colorado on Monday, the facility's CEO told Page Six's Ollie Coleman that the facility is going to work with police to try to figure out what happened and who allegedly leaked a photo of Scott in rehab. Yeah, it sounds like there's going to be a lot more to this story to come. But yeah, it was interesting to see this story because I feel like we actually hadn't heard about Scott Disick in a while, right? It was like, you know, there have been times that he's been out there and he's like engaged in all these sort of crazy antics. And, you know, obviously he's Courtney Kardashian's ex and the on and off boyfriend of Sophia Richie. But I feel like we haven't like written about Scott Disick in a while, so... He's been, you know, he has that clothing line called Talentless, and he released a line of sweatshirts and other merchandise that say stay home on them. And I feel like that look has been kind of popping up 
on the Kardashians Instagram with a little, you know, keep it in the family promotion. But as far as his own life outside of his streetwear aspirations, we haven't said too much. Yeah. And he used to be known for kind of like his partying ways. It's funny, you know, in Spinal Tap, there's a quote, um, there's a fine line between clever and stupid. It's mm. um, it's so true. Uh, the, like that talentless thing, in a way, it's sort of like, I, I will admit, which shows how incredibly objective I am, Maggie, as a journalist, that it's a it's like the perfect brand name for Scott Disick. It just totally, it shows a level of um, being self-aware that you wouldn't expect. So E! News is reporting that, that Kourtney Kardashian actually sort of helped him get into rehab, right? There, a, a source had told E! that Courtney um, demanded that he get help and that things have been bad in the last couple of weeks and mm-hmm. Courtney won't allow him around their kids unless he got treatment. They split back in 2015, but they have three kids, Mason, Rain, and Penelope. So yeah, I can I can only imagine the extent of what's happening here if Courtney and Sophia had to buddy up to get this guy some help. And you know, a lot of people have been kind of spiraling with their own thoughts in quarantine because there aren't that many distractions. Any sense of normalcy has been taken away from them. The death toll seems to be rising, and a lot of people are being affected by this. I can That's, you know, yeah. like I can only imagine how that can bring up all these old feelings and all these old traumas for Scott. That's such a great point, Maggie. And like, it also shows how I'm just a cynical, horrible bastard. Because when I saw this story, the first thing that popped into my head was that as we've seen more celebrities, you know, go to rehab, and then the reasons always come out. And this has been sort of a longstanding thing for years. A celebrity goes to rehab and it's always, it's for exhaustion. Mm-hmm. It's for dehydration. And it's always like, it's never about drugs and alcohol, which sort of traditionally you think of rehab as treating substance abuse, addiction uh, and addiction issues. But you are right that during this time, this is like an unprecedented time. So in the case of Scott Disick, this is like a really difficult time where a lot of these issues could be coming up. So you make a very good point. Maybe I'm being too cynical. Well, I mean, whatever the reason is, this climate doesn't make it any easier to deal with. Andy Lack stepped down as chairman of NBC News on Monday as part of a massive corporate restructuring. But maybe the biggest shock from all of this was that NBC exec Noah Oppenheim was passed over for the job. That's right. I, it, it was a shock to NBC watchers. And I think a lot of people in the media and people who followed the ongoing sort of soap opera that's been NBC News, where Jeff Schell, who's the head of NBC Universal, announced this restructuring. That wasn't totally surprising. But as part of it, Andy Lack who was, as you said, Maggie, the NBC News chairman, that he's out. Now, Andy Lack was meant to step down anyway. There was a timetable mm-hmm. that he would leave after the presidential election, that he would um, you know, spearhead NBC News's coverage until then and then leave. The move that Lack is out was surprising in itself because he's weathered so many controversies at NBC and wasn't pushed out. So You'll remember going back, he had he he was involved in 
you know, dealing with the whole Matt Lauer situation and Matt Lauer being fired from the network for sexual harassment and 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 how NBC handled that and did their own internal investigation and somehow found people were surprised that, you know, no one knew anything about what Matt Lauer was doing. Andy Lack was came under fire for hiring Megan Kelly. You know, they tried mm-hmm. to hire, tried to turn her rather from sort of hard evening news anchor to a more fluffy, friendly Today Show personality. And that failed miserably and ended up being a huge public black eye for NBC. NBC lost, you know, almost $70 million on that deal for Megyn Kelly. And it definitely damaged the Today Show's reputation. And that wasn't all. Andy Lack also then was targeted in Ronan Farrow's book, Catch and Kill. And the network was said to have tried to thwart Ronan Farrow's reporting on the Harvey Weinstein scandal. But even with all of those situations and going back to the Brian Williams controversy too, which you forget about. Brian Williams' demotion to MSNBC after he was caught lying, even while Andy Lack survived all of these controversies and during them, it was always speculated as to whether or not he would be out. All of a sudden, out of the blue, he is out. But the thing that was even more shocking, as you mentioned, Maggie, was that His number two at NBC News, Noah Oppenheim, he was widely expected to take over Andy Lack's role at the company. And in fact, the network had been even raising his profile and seemingly grooming him for this, which was reported by Page Six's Ollie Coleman and Sarah Nathan. But this big surprise wasn't only that Andy Lack was out, it's that Oppenheim is staying in his role and reporting to someone else, an executive named Cesar Conde who nobody saw as the heir apparent to Andy Lack. So some NBC watchers were also surprised that none of the top executives that were unveiled are women. And after all the stuff that's gone on at NBC, you'd think they'd have some high-ranking women there. However, sources of the network have said that there are a lot of top producers on shows like Today and that women are in leadership roles on those shows. Sounds like they missed a real opportunity here. Duh. Yeah, the insider that Sara and Ali spoke to said it was widely believed that Noah stayed at NBC because he was in line for that job. So this is kind of being seen as the ultimate snub. They've spent a year raising Noah's profile only for him not to get the gig. So now will he stay? I think it remains to be seen. Do you stay? The one thing is that in the environment that we're in right now, It's hard to predict, you know, I think under normal circumstances, if this happened, you could you could leave and sort of walk into another gig. I mean, obviously, news concerns are all still going and they're more eyeballs, um, you know, watching the news um, than ever. But it's not exactly a normal time to make a transition. It's also unclear, you know, what other jobs are open and what networks would want to make, you know, uh, major changes. I mean, one other thing that's interesting about the move is that Cesar Conde, he's going to actually be overseeing more of the NBC News networks than Andy Lack was. He's going to oversee NBC News, MSNBC, and CNBC. So in a way, he's also gotten even more power than Andy Lack had. I think right now, what we're seeing at a lot of companies, you know, and maybe this could be a reason for the unexpected departure of Annie Lack, and I'm just speculating here, is that because we're in an unprecedented time, I think companies can make moves that 
maybe they had been wanting to do anyway or sort of thinking about. I mean, there were changes afoot under Jeff Shell at NBC, but maybe companies now feel that they can make those moves a little bit more swiftly because it is an unprecedented time. And um, some of the politics that maybe they were dealing with at NBC went out the window and they could just make the move more quickly. And why not just do it now? I think we there are a lot of big restructurings coming in the next few weeks, and this will be the first of many. Elon Musk and his girlfriend Grimes welcomed their first child together on Monday, and this little guy has an interesting name. This is the biggest news in unpronounceable names since Prince changed his name back in the 90s, Maggie, to that unpronounceable symbol. What is this baby's name? I can't quite figure it out myself. Okay, here we go. They have named this child the letter X, um, a ligature that kind of looks like A and E smushed together, maybe not social distancing the A and E. Um, And the ligature is named Ash. Next part of the name is A12. So X, A, E, A12. So it's X, A, E, A12 is the baby's name, but you don't pronounce it X, A, E, B, X, A, E, A12. You pronounce it X, Ash. And then what's the, 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 the last part is also code for something, right? So A, A12. A-12, is thought to be in reference to the CIA aircraft Lockheed A-12, which was codenamed Archangel. So this kid's name is apparently pronounced as X-Ash-Archangel. It's worth pointing out that Elon Musk has five sons from his previous marriage to Justine Wilson, and their names are Griffin, Xavier, Damien, Saxon, and Kai. Right. So you've run out of names. Yeah. So you got to go for X Ash Archangel. I mean, the other thing is if the parents' names are Elon Musk and Grimes, you can't name the kid like Walter. I mean, this kid's name sounds like a license plate. Oh. Just like That's so cool. like dashes and yeah. symbols. It's like a license plate on his on his Tesla. The um I actually think I kind of think it's great. I I I'm down with this crazy name. Um, because I think it's like, we have all these celebrities out there having, I almost said, like, I'm like, we have all these celebrities out there having babies. Like, doesn't that make me sound like a, just sort of a grouch, like all these celebrities having babies. I don't know. People are having babies all the time, but anyway, we're, we've seen on social media, all these celebrities reveal, you know, they're they're having a baby and they reveal the gender, they reveal details about themselves having a baby, usually on like Instagram or Twitter. And we saw it with Gigi Hadid just the other day and we talked about it on the podcast. And it always has the same like tropes and it's like, you know, it was Gigi Hadid's 25th birthday. So she had a balloon with a two and a five and one had like a blue string and one had a pink string. And like, you know, there were like bags and they said, welcome little one. And someone figured out what that meant. And the bags are from Target. And it's just like, you know, Grimes and Elon Musk have like flipped the script on this whole baby thing. Like when Grimes kind of hinted that she was pregnant, she posted an imp of like a totally bizarre 
kind of brutally weird image of herself online, right? Looking like a kind of alien who had gone into battle and then like her abdomen was sort of clear and inside there was like, you know, the sort of fetus was in there and it was, and people were speculating like, what does this even mean? Does this mean that she's pregnant? Then they gave out more and more hints and now they've named the baby X Ash Archangel. So it's like, it's almost like this weird, like, performance art Marina Abramovich version of, you know, publicly having a baby when you're a celebrity. Um, so I think it's like, it's kind of just taking the whole thing to, to an extreme. It's like someone at Yale is going to be writing a dissertation about this. Yeah. Like, remember when we thought Apple was a crazy celebrity name? Totally right. <laughs> Apple and Moses. Yeah. Like, all these, isn't there someone named like Jet Pilot? Isn't that a celebrity kid? That's John Travolta's son was mm. named Jet. Yeah. No, Pilot Inspector. So I'm thinking of who is Jason Lee's kid. Ah, well, there's also, um, yeah, I, I kind of, the other thing that Elon Musk did, which is also pretty bizarre, is that the first image of the baby that he shared online he put like a filter on it where it had these crazy face tattoos Mm -hmm. and it's funny because it's like i I guess it's amusing but it's like some people i don't know it takes sort of a certain type of person to like post like the first image of your baby and put tattoos on its face and like make a joke out of it you know what i mean i think he's a certain kind of a person (laughs) he is that person so you'll remember they showed up at the Met Gala together after Page Six had revealed that they were secretly dating and that they had met online because they bonded over a joke that Musk Musk they bonded over a joke that Musk had planned to tweet about artificial intelligence, but he discovered that Grimes had already made the obscure nerdy joke. And that's what sparked the relationship, apparently. Then they ended up at the Met Gala together. And now they have this, They now they have ex-Ash Archangel. Have you ever heard the expression, there's a cup for every saucer? Yeah. In this case, a, a flying saucer. Yeah. This really makes me think that's true. <laughs> well, the other thing is Elon Musk. I mean, another out there concept is it's been reported that he and Tom Cruise are going to make a movie together in space. Now, that I also think is a good idea. The way things are going on this planet, space is our next move. Totally. An ex-Ash Archangel, maybe by the time this thing goes into production, he'll be able to uh, co-star. Well, he won't need to change his name for Hollywood. He already has a pretty good name. I think he's been born as the lead singer of a band yet to come. Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your questions and your ideas for the show. Let us know if there are any celebrities you'd like us to cover. And you can email us at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.